Assalamu alaikum. A very good afternoon to you. This is the voice of the Cape 91.3. On This is my radio station, your radio station, our radio station. This is Let's Talk. And our hashtag today is family. Definitely family. And we're focusing today on a whole lot of things happening in the family today. Inshallah. I'm your host, Sulayla Bintamin Ismail. It's very lovely to be here with you on this lovely sunny day. Mm. Just kidding. I don't know what happened to the sun today, but we are extremely grateful to the Almighty for the rain. My guest in studio, someone I haven't spoken to for a while, Sheikh Riyad Wolf. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And all the respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape. MashaAllah. It's very nice to have you here with us. Alhamdulillah. 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 Sheikh, you know, a, while, a little while back I wrote something. Would you mind if I read it? Bismillah. All right. Um, I wrote it especially for our fathers and this is how it goes. Fathers, we need you as the Imam, as a leader in our homes. We need you as a role model for our children. We need you as a Muslim husband fulfilling his role as per prophetic legacy and give our sons the example to aspire to. We need you to show our daughters what kind of future husband she needs. We need you to make your parents proud of the way they raised you. We need you to be the coolness of your family's eyes and your family to be yours. MashaAllah. SubhanAllah. Beautiful words. Alhamdulillah. But it's, it's actually, I, I felt very sad when I wrote this because looking around you see so many fathers that are lacking in the qualities that, that we, we spoke about. Sheikh, all of us have faults mm-hmm. and we can only remind each other, yeah? Yes. Alhamdulillah. Difficult times. May Allah make easy for all amin, of us. Amin, amin, amin. Perhaps you can start us. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Adi Sulayla, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, I greet you all with universal greetings of love, mercy and peace. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Adi Sulayla, latching on from those beautiful words that you have just read out, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, Ba'da a'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim, Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu, Qu anfusakum wa ahlikum nara, Wa quuduhan nasu wal hijara, عليها ملائكة غلاذ شداد لا يأسون الله ما أمرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون صدق الله العظيم For those who want to look it up, this is in Surah Al-Tahrim, verse number 6. A verse especially for the fathers. For the family as a whole, but especially for us as husbands, because first we become husbands, and then inshallah ta'ala we become fathers. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking directly to the men. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He addresses the believers. He says, O oh, those of you who believe, Qu anfusakum wa ahlikum. Now Qu comes from the word Wiqaya, which means a shield, from where we get the word taqwa. Mm, interesting. Taqwa also yeah. comes from the word wiqaya, which means a shield. Taqwa is a noun. We would 
translated as Allah consciousness because the shield the purpose of the shield is to shield oneself from everything that would bring upon us the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's the meaning of taqwa whereas in this instance the imperative verb is used Qul, which literally means protect shield shield yourselves so who's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking to or those of you who believe the believers but which believers let's go a little bit further save yourselves and your ahl now ahl is a word in the Arabic language tutlaq it's a word that is used to denote the wife or the wives and if you have your children so I would translate it as such that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying directly to the men from amongst the believers or those of you who believe save yourselves and your wives and if you have your children shield them protect them from where from the fire now the Arabs have a beautiful saying things are known by their opposites so if you are saving your family from the fire mm-hmm. by default where are you taking them Definitely to Jannah. To Jannah. Yes. I think if we look at the title of our... Yes. Of our... Leading your family to the path of Allah to, the, yes. to, to Jannah. Yes. Leading your family to the path of Allah. And the Prophet ﷺ, he speaks about that path, that sirat. He made a, a line in the sand for his companions. Mm-hmm. And he said, هَذَا سِرَاتُ مُسْتَقِينَ يَدْعُ إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ This is a straight path that leads to paradise. And then he made a lot of side paths. And he said, subul, And these paths, And he said, At the head of all these other paths is a shaitan calling to the fire. So by default of shielding and protecting and saving as men, as husbands, as fathers, by shielding, protecting, and saving our wives and our children from the fire, it means that we are, inshallah ta'ala, leading them on the path of Allah to Jannah. Now, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, save yourselves, a man might erroneously think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling him to worry about saving himself first. Mm. In the sense... That if there was a Boeing 747, or nowadays you have the 787, fueled on the runway, ready to take off to Jannah, that we as men must make sure that we first have seats booked on that plane. And if there are any seats left over, then we worry about our our wives and our children. No, that's not what it means. Oh my, I was just going to say, that doesn't sound right. Certainly not. Instead, what Allah SWT is telling us men, us as husbands, us as fathers, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, anfusukum, save yourselves. In other words, you must be mindful of Allah first. You must make sure that you're implementing the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala into your life first, in order that you can be a practical example for your wife and your children to follow. Mm. This is al-qudwa al-amaliyya. This is practical leadership.
Now I want to take us to the story of Nabi Yusuf. In the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designated an entire chapter, Surah Yusuf, about the Prophet and the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam. And in the beginning of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates when Nabi Yusuf had a dream. And he narrated the dream to his to his father, yes. Nabi Ya'qub alayhi salam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates وَإِذْ قَالَ يُوسُفُ لِأَبِيهِ يَا أَبَتِ إِنِّي رَأَيْتُ أَحَدَ عَشَرَ كَوْكَبَ وَالشَّمْسَ وَالْقَمَرَ رَأَيْتُهُمْ لِسَاجِدِينَ And call to mind when Yusuf said to his father, Oh my father, indeed I see, and it's a dream that he had, indeed I see, Eleven stars and the sun and the moon prostrating themselves for me. And we know at the end, if you go to the end of Surah Yusuf, when eventually his father and his mother and his eleven brothers came to Egypt and they all threw themselves down prostrate. Mm. Not a prostration of worship, yes, yes, but they all threw themselves down prostrate. In front of Yusuf, yes. and then he picked them up, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala narrates what Yusuf said to his father: "Waqala ya abati, hada ta'wilu ru'yaya min qabl qad jaglaha Rabbi haqqa." He said, "Oh my father, indeed, this is the explanation mm. of my dream. Indeed, Allah has made it a reality." So let's now analyze: Who are the eleven stars? His, brother. his brothers. Yes. Who is the sun? His, fa- his father. father yes. And who is the moon? Probably his, his mother. mother. That's yes. right. What's the difference between the sun and the moon? One is dark and one is light. Not necessarily. <laughs> they are both light. Yes. They are both light. Mm. But one is an emitting light and one is a reflecting light. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. That's a good, better way of yes. looking at it. Uh, says in the Holy Quran, hmm. Allah has made in the heavens the moon as a light and he has made the sun as a siraj which is an emitting light. Oh, okay. Like our beloved Prophet Muhammad oh, Sallallahu is described as a siraj. Yes. Or siraj and munira, a lamp bearing light. Mm-mm. So siraj is an emitting light, whereas nur is a reflected light. Here's another verse Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ ضِيَاءً وَالْقَمَرَ نُورًا Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the sun as a diya. Diya, siraj, same meaning, an emitting light. He's made the sun as an emitting light. And he has made the moon as a reflecting light. So, if we go to the, the metaphor of the father as the sun and the mother as the moon, it is from the father that the light of guidance must be mm, emitted. Absolutely. And here we're talking about the guidance of showing 
yes. his wife and his children the path to Allah Subhanallah that you couldn't have said that better Sheikh mashallah Sheikh hold on to your next thought please we're going to have a short break and then we'll come back to you inshallah Je luistert naar de stem van die kaap op 91.3 en 95.8 FM Stereo. And we're broadcasting to you live from Cape Town on 91.3 FM Stereo. I'm your host, Suleyla Bintamin Ismail. My guest is uh, Sheikh Riyad Walls. And we're speaking about uh, the roles of the sun and the moon. Now, if you have just tuned in, Sheikh will give us a quick recap as to what, what I'm talking about. When, when you, uh, Sheikh has taken this from Surah Yusuf, where he talks about the sun and the moon and their responsibility in the universe. Inshallah. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa la ba'd. Once again, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Before the break, we were speaking about the metaphor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses in the Holy Quran in Surah Yusuf about the sun as the father in the dream of Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam and the moon as the mother. And then we looked at those two verses where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the sun as an emitting light. Mm-hmm. And the moon as a reflecting light. And that is why, coming back to the first verse, mm-hmm. save yourselves. Mm-hmm. You be mindful of Allah first. You make sure you're implementing the laws of Allah firstly into your life, O husband, O father, in order that you can be that emitting light. Yes. For your wives and for your children. It's a beautiful way to look at it, Alhamdulillah. Now, I used the word hidayah just before the break because our topic for today is. The role of the father or the parents in general on guiding their family on the path of Allah. Yes. But it begins with a begins with the father. Now, there's two types of hidayah in the Quran. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about both of them with regards to our beloved, beloved Prophet Muhammad. The one the Prophet is able to do, and that's the one that we follow him in in taking that responsibility and the other one he is not able now let's look at two verses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the holy quran وَإِنَّكَ لَتَهْدِي إِلَى صِرَاطِ مُسْتَقِيمٍ indeed you guide Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam you guide to a straight path but then in another verse when Abu Talib was on his deathbed his uncle who he took as a father yes. who was his guardian yes. remember the Prophet Sallallahu father Abdullah passed away before he was born. Then his grandfather Abdul Muttalib took that position as guardian. When he passed away, Abu Talib, his uncle, the father of his brother, took that position as guardian. So he loved him like a father. Mm. And he's sitting with Abu Talib on Abu Talib's deathbed and he's trying to get him to say the Kalima Shahada. Mm. But he can't get him to say it. And so the verse comes down. You do not guide whom you love, O Muhammad. But Allah guides whom it pleases him to guide. Is there a contradiction here? Certainly not. If the Quran had been from anybody besides Allah, yes, you would have found a lot of contradiction there. Yes. But it's from Allah. And so therefore, zero contradiction. What is happening here is that Allah SWT is speaking about two different kinds of hidayah. There's two different meanings here 
for the word Hidayah. The one is Hidayatul Dilala and the other one is Hidayatul Ma'una. Hidayatul Dilala from Dalla Yadullu which means to show. And that's what our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu and all the other Mursaleen and all the other messengers and they all said it very emphatically. They said, وَمَا عَلَيْنَا إِلَّا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ We are not duty bound except to give over the message. Mm. To show where the path is. I say you can take the horse to the to the, to the watering hole, yes. but you can't make him drink. So the muhimma, the concern of the messengers was to show the people where the path of Allah is. But it was for the people to choose the path, and then Allah guides them on the path. And there's a beautiful example of Thamud, the people that Allah destroyed. Yes. yes. And as for Thamud, we guided them. I'm mm. using yes, yeah. the general translation of Hidayah, which is guidance. And as for Thamud, we guided them. Does that mean they became believers? Mm-mm. No. Because Allah SWT then says, فَاسْتَحَبُّ الْعَمَى عَلَى الْهُدَى Why? Yeah. Because they chose blindness over guidance. So in other words, Allah showed them the path, but they chose not to take yeah. it. إِنَّا هَدَيْنَاهُ السَّبِيلَ إِمَّا شَاكِرًا kafura. Indeed, we showed him the path and either mankind and either he shows gratitude by following it or he shows ingratitude by turning away from it. So this is the... And it begins with the husband and the father. He has to, like that son, he has to shine that light hmm. of guidance for his family. He has to show them the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has to implement it into his life in order that he can be a... Practical example. Mm. We don't want to bring upon us the anger of Allah SWT. Yes. Allah SWT says, mm. For those of you who believe, why do you say what you don't do? Indeed, Allah becomes most angry mm. when you say what you don't do. Mm. You know, they say, Al kalima min al lisan la tatajawaz. The word that comes just from the tongue yes. doesn't go further than the ears. Okay. But as for the word that comes out of the heart, it mm. goes straight into the heart. So when we as husbands and fathers are not practical examples, we can be speaking to our children till we're blue in the face. Mm. They're not going to take any note of us. It's not going to go into their hearts. Because they see, ah, but I mean, my dad Mm -mm. is telling me, you know, that I mustn't do this, but he's doing it. Mm. There's an English saying regarding that. Do as I say, don't worry about do as I do, as I do. Yes, I mean, this is the height of of hypocrisy, Mm. you know, and uh, Allah SWT says, um, Allah compares this to insanity. Indeed. Allah compares this to what? Oh. To insanity, Sister Sulayla, and respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape. For a person to be calling to piety, but they're not practicing it themselves, oh. Allah SWT says, Have ye no sense? In other words, Have you gone mad that you have no sense? And also the verse that Allah SWT revealed, on the tongue of Nabi Shu'ib. It's in the Quran. 
narrates with Nabi Shu'aib said to his people what did Nabi Shu'aib say to his people I don't want to contradict myself mm. as to that which I'm prohibiting you from so both angles are covered the angle of calling to piety but not doing it you're like a mad person <laughs> and telling people not to do things but you are doing it oh boy so very very important it needs to be a sun that's emitting light yes what is the yes. use of a sun that has yeah. no light yeah you know <laughs> in no, fact no point at all it's not a sun so we as husbands we as fathers we have to be that practical example What's that beautiful du'a that we always recite? رَبَّنَا هَبْلَنَا مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنَ وَجْعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا Oh Allah, هَبْلَنَا Help us. مِنْ أَزْوَاجِنَا وَذُرِّيَّاتِنَا قُرَّةَ أَعْيُنَ By making our spouses, because this is a du'a that the sisters must make as well. That our spouses become the coolness of our eyes but not just our spouses our spouses and our children and make us leaders and this is especially for the men make us leaders for those who are mindful and conscious of Allah in their daily lives by us firstly being mindful and conscious can I just add something to to what you have said I, I spoke to someone a while back and he says I am too old to make a difference in my family's life now. I'm too old to start again, to show them that I have changed, so I'll just carry on the way that I am. It's never too late. Indeed. As long as we are alive, as long as our spouses are alive, as long as our children are alive, it's never too late. Mm. Allah accepts the repentance of a servant, says our beloved Prophet mm. as long as their souls do not reach their throats. Yeah. As long as we are alive, the doors of repentance of Tawbah are open. Yeah, so never too late. It's never too late. And, but we must start early. Mm. Yes, I'm going to repeat myself, it's never too late. And again I'm going to say, we must start early early hmm. it is said and there's a, a leadership college i think somewhere in the states or in canada where this one alim it's run by uh, muslims and he wrote in this article that if we miss out on that period between th between three months old and seven years old then we're going to make our task as parents mm. much harder much for harder, ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Much harder for ourselves. Because it's in that time that the character mm. is formed. Mm, it's still pliable. And, yes. you know, I married very young and uh, yeah, Alhamdulillah, you know, uh, um, three of our children are all over 20 and, uh, you know, Aisha is still at school. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide all of our children. Amen. 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 But Amen. I'm sort of, even though I'm quite a young parent, I, I'm very old school. Okay. Not very old. I try <laughs> to balance it. Yes. I try to balance it. But old school in the sense where what I see parents, young parents doing today, mm. the child just cries mm. and they pick up the child. Yeah. And that child is very intelligent. Mm. Eventually the child says, ah, 
This is the way to do This it. is the way to get attention. <laughs> I just trying to get picked up. I just yeah. trying to get food. I just No. Yeah. If the child has been fed, if the child has clean clothes, if the child is safe, mm-hmm. and the child cries, mm. let him cry. Mm. Because there seems to be this dichotomy between how we were raised and how our parents were raised and how we are raising our children. Okay. Especially when you look in the context of this country and what happened in apartheid, especially when the Muslim community, you know, being largely a non-white community, were oppressed yes. during apartheid. Yes. So the husband went, went out long hours, hard work, little pay, and so life was tough. And children were raised, you know, with uh, very strict discipline. Yes. Alhamdulillah, there was, you know, sometimes it, it, it bordered on, uh, you know, I think uh, being a little bit too severe at times. Yes. But Alhamdulillah, there was honor and there was respect. But we look today, and it's like the young generation of parents today, and even, even the middle-aged generation of parents are looking to their children and saying, I want to give to my children what I never had. Mm. And we're missing out. Yes, yes. We're missing out. We, we're missing the plot. Yes. Sheikh, hold on to that thought. I know, I know you, you have a lot more to say regarding that, but we need to pay some bills. No problem. Is that okay? Bismillah. Inshallah. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Warm welcome if you have just joined us. This is Let's Talk, hashtag family. And I think maybe our hashtag should be the sun in the moon as well, Sheikh. What do you think? Hashtag sun in the moon, subhanAllah. Um, the mother and on, the father. Yeah, mm-hmm. indeed. We're talking about the family. We're talking about leading your family to the path of Allah. And Sheikh used the example from, from uh, um, Nabi Yusuf mm-hmm. in saying that the mother and the father is like the, as has been explained, like, like the the sun and the moon. Yeah, the sun is the father and yes. the mother is the moon. Yeah. Mm. Now, if we if we if we go back to before the break, mm. we were talking about how um, the Muslim community had it tough at one stage, mm. and so there wasn't there wasn't always the kinds of things that we see today, materialistic yes. things we're talking mm. about. So now parents have this have this thing. I would like to give my children what I didn't have. Yes. But is that necessarily a good thing? Because now we need to make sure that we give our children what they need, not necessarily what they want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I would like to uh, make an example which uh, Sheikh Muhammad Ratib bin Abulusi, the great alim from Damascus that he made, where he says that a child to a parent is like a limb to the human body. We don't actually realize this. Hmm. A child to a parent is like a limb to the human body. And Allah Ta'ala swears by the relationship between a parent and a child. You know, in uh, Surah Al-Balad, لا أقسم بهذا البلد وأن تحلم بهذا البلد ووالد وما ولد. Allah Ta'ala swears by the, in some translation we get the father and the son. والد وما ولد. But it also has been translated as the parent 
and the child. I know we started off speaking about the father because the father has to take the lead yes. in showing the way, in giving that guidance. He died to Dilala, as you spoke about earlier, the one type of guidance which yes. we are capable of giving, and that is to show the way. He died to Mauna, which is when the person has chosen the way, mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them help. Mauna. He helps them on the path. And yes. that's the guidance we are always looking for in our Surah Al-Fatiha, 17 times a day. Ihdina Salat Al-Mustaqeem. Ihdina Salat Al-Mustaqeem. Ihdina Salat Al-Mustaqeem. Well, help us on the path. Keep us on the path. Guide us on the path. Protect us on the path. Shield us on the path. That only Allah SWT can do. But we have to make Hidayah to Dilala. We have to, as fathers, as husbands first, and as fathers, we have to show our spouses and we have to show our children the way. By fearing Allah first, by implementing the commands of Allah into our lives first, by being mindful of Allah in our daily lives first, in order that we can be a practical example for our wives and our children to follow. So we established that, alhamdulillah. Yes. Right, now, let us look at this relationship between a parent and child, like a limb to the human body. And this is, in psychology, this is something that is a given. Maybe except in very rare cases. But the average human being, the average parent out there, if their child, and we're speaking about as believers, especially in the deen of Islam, as Muslim parents, if our child even if they are got the best professions and they've got money and they are successfully or they are successful materially but they have no deen mm. we are the most miserable parent on earth Indeed. our children seems like empty vessels to we us we are then. completely miserable yes and this just shows us that success does not lie in material possession. Our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa nafs. True wealth is not measured by material possession, but true wealth is measured by the satisfaction of the heart. That is a nafs al Indeed. You know, that will be called out to you on the day of Qiyamah. Pleased with everything that Allah has put out for it. In the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it lives its life and pleased with everything that Allah puts out for it as a result of that obedience. And in turn, Allah is pleased with that soul. May Allah make us of them. Amen. Amen. But the one who considers success to lie in material possessions, you know, that is immediate poverty. Mm. As our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Beware of greed of material possessions. Why? Because it is immediate poverty because no matter how much we attain mm. we'll never be fulfilled mm. yeah it'll never be enough we'll never be fulfilled mm. because we'll always want mm. more so what we should we then be giving our children what do they need what do our children need from us you know we can start at the at the basics we're speaking about islam now we're speaking about the muslimin the mu'minin the allah makers of the true believers i mean mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders the fathers and command your children to make salah and persevere in that. You know, some parents uh, nowadays, in the old days, they might throw a, a bucket of water over you if you didn't stand up for, you know, for fajr. Nowadays, parents are it's like tiptoeing on eggshells. You wake the child up once, he says, okay, I'm coming. Then he goes back to sleep. Ah, 
Leave him. It's mm. cold. Mm. He's tired. You know, he was up late last night doing homework. Or even worse, he was up late last night watching TV. Or on his phone. <laughs> or her phone. Or a computer. Or his computer. Leave them. Let them sleep a little bit longer. You know, shame. And command your children to make salah and persevere in that. When does a child have to start making salah? By what age? Seven. Age of seven. seven yeah. Muru awladakum. Muru. Arabic word, not uh, Afrikaans. <laughs> Muru awladakum. Bissalati wahum. Abana'u sabah sinin. Order your children to make salah and they are seven years of age. Wadribuhum alayhim wahum abana'u ashara. And the word darb is used here, but it doesn't mean beat. But okay. it literally means to physically nudge them, take them, shake mm. them, you know, not mishandle them. Yes. But now you're 10 years of age, khalas. Mm. You know, I, I ordered you when you were seven. Sometimes you did it, sometimes you didn't. Now I'm telling you, 10 years old, now you must make it. They're not even mukallaf yet. They might be, because uh, after nine lunar years, if a girl gets her first haid, her first period, yes. Then she is mukallaf. If a boy gets his first ihtilam, wet dream, then he is mukallaf. And by the age of 15, if they haven't got haid or ihtilam, then automatically, 15 lunar years, Mm-mm. they become mukallaf. Yes. And then, then assume to be. Uh, and now many yes. parents are now waiting until the children turns 15 and then saying, okay, now you must make salah. Now what mm. were we doing for the last 15 years? Mm. Oh no, we were worried about, uh, you know, what school we were putting them in so they can, you know, uh, maybe speak with a nice accent or have lots of sport activities or extramural activities or academic education. Yeah. But we didn't worry about Dean. Yeah. What are we going to do now? It's not too late. I'm going to repeat myself what I said earlier. It's yes. never too late. But why do you want to make things difficult for ourselves? We need to start implementing this from a young age, we need to prioritize what our children need and not what they want. This is our test. Hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing us. And don't think that because we as believers are saying we believe hmm. that Allah is not going to test us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it very emphatic in the Holy Quran. Alif Lamim, Ahasiban Nasu, Ayutraku, Ayakulu Amanna, Wahum la yuftanun. Alif Lamim, does mankind think that they're going to say, we believe and Allah is going to leave them yes. alone? Yes. No, Allah is going to test us. Yes. And our wealth and our children, they are our greatest tests. Subhanallah. Sheikh, Jazakallah. Jazakallah khairan for being here today, for speaking on something that is very close to my heart. I love that we must do things for ourselves and our families. That, that, that Allah must must keep us, as you said, uh, keep us on the straight path. Guide us on the straight path. Amen. Inshallah ta'ala, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let us uh, be those examples. Amen. That Amen. we need to be for Amen. our families. But inshallah, we'll hopefully be continuing this next Absolutely week. Absolutely next inshallah. week. Those were my next words. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, yes. I know one thing the parents are yes. asking, you know, why hasn't he spoken more about the cell phones? Mm. Why hasn't he spoken more about the social media? Yeah. So inshallah, look forward to next week. <laughs> We're going to be dealing with that in we, detail. We'll we do all of those on next week. This is mm. part one. Part two is coming. Inshallah. Inshallah. Now, Sheikh, before we, we end off, I, I would just like to ask, um, the last time you and I spoke, we were doing the uh, Revert and Revive series, remember? So, um, people have been asking, is, is there anything like that happening? <coughs> yes, alhamdulillah. Yes, and our, when? Our classes are starting um, under the auspices of the Aljim Foundation. 
at the Islamia Academia. The cost is free, Inshallah. and it's called Revert and Revive. Revert, self-explanatory Absolutely. for those who have reverted, and yes. revive doesn't mm. exclude anybody. You could have mm. grown up in a Muslim home with Muslim parents, Muslim yeah. grandparents, Muslim great-grandparents, yeah. but you want to revive your deen, you are most welcome, inshallah ta'ala. We're going to be starting on uh, Tuesday the 9th of May at half past seven to half past eight. It'll be at mm. the Islamia Academia. Alhamdulillah, there's plenty of parking, the security, it's safe. Yes. Alhamdulillah. And uh, inshallah, it'll be on Tuesday evenings. Mm -hmm. And we also have some other courses uh, that will be running, inshallah. We have a pre-Ramadan course which will be on Saturday the 13th of May from 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock and that will be inshallah preparing for Ramadan looking at things like uh, the ahkam of fasting things like uh, building up taqwa in Ramadan tawbah and also spending in the path of Allah uh, then we also have a hajj intensive well, we have our normal hajj classes running mm. at the moment that's a 48 session course wow. Uh, which has been running for the last uh, two and a half months already okay. But we're having a Hajj intensive for those who perhaps couldn't attend that course mm -hmm. And uh, maybe have been accredited late And they want to have a, an intensive course Inshallah we're running this during Ramadan on Sunday And it will start Inshallah Ta'ala on uh, the 28th of May that's, uh, that's the first Sunday And it will run for three Sundays from 11 o'clock to to one o'clock and also the cost is also free mm -hmm. and then we also have Siam and Qiyam course which oh, is all part Allah. of our maintaining your Hajj yes yes so every Thursday you'll be encouraged to fast encouraged I say underline that you'll be encouraged to fast if you can uh, this is outside of Ramadan of course we're going to be having this, this is going to be starting on the 4th of May and we're going to be running it up to Ramadan then we're going to be taking a break and then continue after Ramadan so each Thursday we will gather after we have uh, fasted uh, obviously it's going, it's going to be winter so people break their fast at home yes and then inshallah come to the class at half past seven to half past eight and then inshallah ta'ala will go to the masjid at Islamia uh, to make just uh, two rak'ahs of of Qiyam al-Layl. The rest you can make at home, inshallah. Just to try and bring this great sunnah yes, yes. Uh, into our lives. Mm. And the fasting and the standing for the night prayer, this will be the vantage point from where we will start our maintenance program. Uh, for those who have been on Hajj and Umrah, and for those who still haven't been on Hajj and Umrah, but they want to, inshallah, raise their spirituality yes, yes. and draw ever closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that cost is so free. Hmm. So you have uh, quite a busy schedule ahead. Inshallah. Inshallah. May Allah grant you the health and strength to to do that Amen. and so much more. Inshallah. Inshallah. And um, we we're looking forward to next week so we can continue our talk. We focused uh, mostly on the fathers today. Yes. And uh, next uh, week, Inshallah. Well, we're not finished with the fathers yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. But I'd like to end with yes. the uh, point that yeah. I made lastly. With regards to this topic, that yeah. this is a this is a great test, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wa'alamu anna al-hayat al-dunya anna amwalukum wa auladukum fitna wa anna Allah indhu ajrun alim." Know this, that without any exception, your wealth and your children are a test or a trial oh, for you, Allah, yes. and that by Allah is the greatest reward if you pass that test. But why does Allah speak about money before children? I have thought about it, and mm. maybe it's because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is testing us with our wealth first mm. before He tests us with our children. Why? Because if we are too busy running around chasing after the dunya, then we might not have time. 
to be looking after and giving due to our children in raising yeah. them in the shade of the Holy Quran and the Sunnah mm. of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Mashallah, that was Sheikh Riyad Walls. And as uh, we said, next week, inshallah, we'll uh, continue with uh, part two, inshallah. And it's leading your family to the path of Allah. This today has been part one, and we'll see you next week, inshallah. Until I speak to you at the next time, for Yamanila, I leave you in the protection of the Almighty. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.